You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokele live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Greetings, greetings beautiful people. My name is Simon Javan Okelo. I am in Seattle, Washington and uh, I am really really excited to be here with you today. Uh, I am first of all going to just add my name there so that for those who don't know how to spell it you can do that. But also I want to share the proverb for the day. Remember with the African Father in America podcast, Afia podcast every single Monday to Friday 6am Pacific Standard Time. We bring to you a new African proverb and we also bring to you three nuggets of wisdom related to that uh, proverb so that, you know, you can ground yourself in who you are as an African, no matter where you are around the world. I love doing this every single day because it helps me ground myself in who I am. It reminds me of my mother who used a lot of proverbs in bringing me up uh, as a young man, you know. And also it reminds me about my ancestors because these proverbs are really things that our ancestors shared with us and they left this behind us so that we can meditate with them. We can we can really, um, you know, use a lot of wise tactics in how we tackle things in life. So that's why we're here. But I have a special guest. I'm going to introduce him in a moment. For now, I want you to see the proverb on your screen. And if you're listening on AMP or if you're listening to the show later on uh, after the live stream, uh, our proverb says, a little rain each day will fill the river to overflowing. This proverb is from Liberia. And before I continue on to share the three nuggets of wisdom, I want to bring our guest here on the screen. Uh, our guest is a wonderful brother who uh, is an amazing leader here in Seattle, Washington, and is someone that I have a lot of love and respect for. Salif, say hi to our viewers and our listeners, please. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Salif Savadogo. Uh, yes, I am an entrepreneur. I live in Seattle, Washington. Uh, thank you all for joining us. We just lost Salif there. We will bring him back in just a moment. Uh, it must be a technical glitch. Uh, and uh, for now, I will continue on and share with you. Um, Salif is here, so I'll bring him just back. Uh, Salif, uh, I'll bring you back here. What happened there? Um, but we have a connection issue. Um, but we no are problem. Yeah, yes. no problem. So go ahead and just uh, say hello again. You're introducing yourself there real quick. So go ahead and do it. And then I will share the three nuggets of wisdom related to today's African proverb. You got it. Yes. Uh, hello, hello, everyone. Thanks for watching uh, Simon Live Podcast. Uh, my name is Salif Savadogo. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm originally from Burkina Faso, West Africa, and I've been living in Seattle, Washington for the last uh, 18 years. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Salif is, uh, again, someone that uh, I've been looking forward to hosting for today's show. He's, uh, he's much like me. He supports young African artists here in the diaspora, and that's how we connected originally. But those who watch this show regularly know that I talk a lot about the Madaraka Festival. And, uh, you know, I can't do Madaraka Festival by myself, you know. So Salif is one of the leaders in Seattle who literally 
uh, hit the pavement uh, over the last many, many months and helped me bring the community to the Madaraka Festival. And he also went beyond that and he supports an incredible artist that I interviewed here recently, Franco. Uh, is the manager for Franco, the Bukinabe artist who recently dropped an album. So we'll talk about all that. But uh, for the sake of those who are just joining us for today's show, uh, I just want to make sure I share the proverb one more time. It says, a little rain each day will fill the river to overflowing. Today we go all the way to Monrovia in Liberia. That's where our proverb comes from. And I'm going to share the three nuggets of wisdom related to this proverb here real quick. And uh, the first one says that small consistent actions can lead to big results over time. Just like the little rain that eventually fills the rivers, even small seemingly insignificant actions can make a big difference in the long run. So don't be afraid to start small and just keep going you know just keep going that's what i think a fear podcast represents you know this is we are almost four years uh in doing this daily african proverbs in doing this show and uh, look at where we are now you know uh i was really surprised yesterday somebody called me and he asked me how much is it to be on your show you know <laughs> i told him a big number and he said no problem no problem <laughs> i'll be there you know <laughs> so i'm telling you if you're consistent you have no idea what other people are seeing and what they are thinking about what you're building so uh, i'm really happy with what happened yesterday but here is our second nugget of wisdom don't give up on your goals you know even if they seem difficult the journey to achieving your goals may be long and challenging but it's important to never give up just keep taking those small steps consistent steps and eventually you will reach your destination this is really important there's a different african proverb that says that we should plant a tree even if we will never enjoy its sh- its shade you know even if we will never sit around its shade we should still plant uh, the trees and uh, this is a reminder about that you know uh, and uh, i feel like the 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 shadow or the shade of this tree we are planting with a fear podcast these conversations we are having the work we are doing with Madaraka, Madaraka Festival, it's really our children that are going to enjoy the fruits of the labor that we are putting in. Now, the last nugget of wisdom says that every day matters. Uh, don't waste a single day. Make the most of each day and every day by, making, by taking action and towards, uh, taking actions towards your goal. You know, um, really, I see that we've lost uh, Salif here again. Uh, but I just want to say thank you to everybody who is joining us. I see you all. Uh, I see you on YouTube. I see you on uh, on LinkedIn. I see you on on you on on Facebook. I see you on. Um, I also see you on X. You know, Twitter is called X these days. So thank you for joining us across all these platforms. But importantly, if you're on YouTube, I want you to take a minute and give this video a thumbs up and also subscribe to the channel. And if you're watching this show right now, and even if you're watching it later on, I want you to take a minute and comment down below 
with your own interpretation of today's proverb. It's really important that we know that you're paying attention. So the proverb says, a little rain each day will fill the river to overflowing. Share in the comments what this means to you. Now, um, my brother Salif Savadogo, yes. <laughs> what does this proverb mean to you? Share with us, please. Yes, um, I really love this proverb. Um, it, it applies uh, to my everyday, to my life, if you want to put it that way. Um, I take small steps for everything that I do. I go through the uh, proper channel. And then uh, doing those things on a consistent basis, on a daily basis, uh, that would um, help you reach your goal, achieve your goal. Um, so when you, uh, um, you have a, a to-do list on a daily basis, you say, okay, you got up today, what I'm gonna be doing, uh, what is my day gonna be like? Or if you have a plan ahead of time, that would help you um, follow those steps slowly and slowly and get to where you want it to be. So every day step that you take on a consistent basis, you do it on a daily basis over and over and over. You can never overdo it. You can never overdo it. Uh, most likely it will take you to where you're supposed to be. And then it, it required uh, patience. Um, but, uh, you need to really be determined. Uh, you need to have passion for what you do. Um, all those kind of things is a, um, is a package for your, for your success, for you to reach what you wanted to do. Uh, you can never give up in the process. You can never give up. You have to really keep on going. Believe in yourself is the, is the key. Uh, um, that's the number one. If you really, really believe in yourself that you can do it, uh, no matter what people say on left and right, uh, it's you and your, and your ideas. And most likely, yes, you will get to where you want it to be. Your success will come in uh, uh, before your eyes, before you even know it. And, and that's how I apply myself. I, uh, I've been doing that for, 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 for years and years and, and how I believe in myself and, and how I take risks. Um, I'm a risk taker and I, I always have, you know, things on my, in my head to like go ahead and, and, and do so. And then that's, that's our function. That's our work on a, on a daily basis. So yeah, I, I love this proverb a lot. Yeah, me too, me too, me too. That's lovely. Thank you very much. Um, for those who are just joining us, uh, if you're joining us, uh, you know, at any of the platforms I just talked about a minute ago, uh, my guest is Salif Savadogo and he's, uh, an entrepreneur based here in Seattle, Washington, originally from Burkina Faso. Salif, uh, one of the questions I ask all my guests is uh, to take us back, back to a time when you're maybe eight years to 12 years old and share with us a story that really inspires who you are today. As you said, you're a risk taker. Uh, you're someone who, um, who loves helping people, you know, just... Uh, by the work you do as the manager of Franco, who is a young and promising artist here in the uh, African diaspora. I just want you to take us back, share with us a story that when you look back, you feel that, wow, this is what drives me. You know, this is what keeps me going on a day-to-day -day basis. Thank you, Simon, for asking this wonderful question. Um, my life has been... Uh, You've been wonderful and i'm so grateful to where i am today and i thank god for everything that he put in um, into the path 
for me to uh, be. Uh, beautiful people, we, we just lost uh, Salif again. Uh, and I just thank you for being patient with us because I think it's internet connection uh, and he's going to be here with us again. So just be patient. Uh, but also, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, I want you to take a minute and make sure you do so. This is a good time for you to also give this video a thumbs up. That's really important. Okay, my okay, brother. My brother. Uh, uh, do you have headphones? Do you have headphones? Salif, Salif. Yeah, I can't yeah, hear I can't you. Hear you. There's, an there's an echo now. Echo now. No, no, I cannot. Hear I cannot you. hear you. Yeah, so you have yeah, to so leave. You have the to leave. Come back. And, come back. And uh, and uh, if you have another you have gadget another that, gadget that you're, you're using, to using maybe watch to maybe the watch the show on the side, the side, also turn it also off. Turn it off. Excellent. So, Excellent. So we will continue. We will continue the show while Salif, while Salif figures. Okay. Okay. I'll kick you. I'll out kick of you the out show, of the and show, then you come and then back. you come back. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, beautiful people. These are. This is the beauty of hosting shows like this live, and figuring it out as you go. Uh, and uh, it's one of the reasons I love doing this show because you figure out the technical issues. You go. You 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 overcome them, and then you continue on with the show, and you keep building. So. Uh, if you're joining me, uh, you know, today is a Thursday and uh, our proverb today takes us all the way to Liberia. And it says that a little rain each day will fill the river to overflowing. Uh, I'm going to bring back my guest here and uh, we are going to continue on with the conversation. Thank you for being patient with us. Salif, how are you doing now? Salif, say Salif. something. Something. Yeah, you have to take yeah, off the headphones, the headphones and just and function just without them the way you were at the beginning of the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look at your uh, text look at message. message. It might help. It might I'll, help. Send I'll send your text. Okay, okay. Uh, great. Uh, uh, great. So, uh, so for those who are joining, those who are joining us, thank you again, again for, your for your patience. And, uh, and, uh, I have a guest, have here, a guest here and he's just having technical difficulties with this uh, setup. Uh, we are going, everything is going to flow smoothly in just a moment. I just want to thank you again for being here with me for another episode of the African Father in America podcast. I have been doing this show since uh, 2020. Uh, so this is the third year and uh, very very soon we'll be on the fourth year we'll around february of 2024 we will be uh, beginning the fourth year of the afia podcast and uh, you know i just love uh, the growth of this platform and i deeply appreciate your support uh, and one of the things i value the most is having guests including you who is watching the show right now 
uh, and one of the ways you can support and help me continue doing this in a consistent manner is by subscribing and also by giving this video a thumbs up so hit the subscribe button and also make sure you 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 comment down below share your own perspective in regards to the proverb that is grounding our conversation today i am going to share the proverb here with you one more time and uh, i am going to situate our guest and we are going to have a beautiful conversation uh, as we continue on with today's episode of the african father in america podcast so thank you again for your patience Salif, how are you yes. now? Yes, I'm doing. I'm doing good. Yes. Okay, I'm good, good, good. good. <laughs> okay, Salif. So share with us this story that I, the question I asked you before we uh, got um, interrupted with the technical difficulty is, uh, you know, a childhood story that inspires who you are as a leader, as an entrepreneur today. Yes. So, so thank you again for asking me these wonderful questions. Um, I think that what ha- what inspired me the most to be where I am today as a leader, as an entrepreneur. It's, uh, let's be honest, it's poverty in Africa when I was growing up. So we did not have much. Um, we didn't have uh, enough um, to, uh, my father didn't have enough to support the family. Um, he was an ex-military from uh, the French uh, government uh, back then. He fought in the North Africa war and I believe it's in 1950, 1960s. Um, so he was part of the French army, but he got me, um, I was born after he retired, so we didn't have much. And he, um, unfortunately he passed away when I was 11 years old. And then uh, when he, he was gone, uh, my world got crashed. So I didn't have any father figure. Uh, was my mom, and then uh, it was a little difficult for us to get by. Um, and then me um, seeing my mom um, going from family members to family members for help, um, it's, it's, it wasn't sitting well with me. At 11 years old, I was already conscious of what I wanted to be. Uh, I knew I had to be the man. Um, and then uh, so it, it really um, got me to the point that I was uh, uh, being so inspired by uh, the successful people that was around us. I was asking my question, questions like, okay, how do these guys get the money? How do we have this thing and we do not have them? Uh, what's the drive? Um, then I started like uh, networking. You know, I wasn't, uh, I even sat my mom at 12 years old and I told her that uh, I, need to, I need to get out, I need to go. And I was only 12, she was laughing, but I was so serious about it. I, was, <laughs> I need to go somewhere where I can make money so I can support her. Um, I didn't see any issue. I didn't see any hope in, in the village where we were. I did not see any, any other um, exit for, um, uh, for us to better our situations. Um, and on, uh, and I, so every night I was just uh, thinking about my life and, and, and how things are gonna go. Um, I was a really smart, smart, smart student in school. I was so smart, um, and then, but I, and I couldn't even afford to get um, the books. I couldn't afford to buy in pens. Uh, we couldn't afford anything. So my, uh, my teacher at that time, he was the one that for two years straight, he was helping me uh, buy all my school, you know, my, my school supplies. Um, he was the one that really supported me through those uh, those years, my uh, sixth and then my fifth and sixth grade. 
then in uh, then in out of out of nowhere, uh, when I was done with my uh, my sixth grade, um, you know, I had my uncle. Um, he that he, he lives in the um, in, in the capital city of Ouagadougou. Um, then and he so he came by and he saw my grade, and he like, oh, this guy is really smart. So then he lent me a hand. So he took me to the town of Ouagadougou, and I was uh, uh, 13, 14 years, I believe 14 years at that time. And then, uh, and from there, I told my mom that there's no coming back. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a bigger man. I'm gonna be rich. I'm gonna have money. So we're gonna get out of these situations. And then here I am today. So I believe poverty, me not wanting to go back to being broke, to not having anything. That's such a beautiful story that uh, Salif is sharing with us. I wish there was no technical glitches, but you know, there are things that we can't control and this is one of them. Let's hear what he has to say. Salif, uh, you are talking about why poverty is what inspired you to, uh, you know, to move to Ouagadougou uh, and uh, how that is really what inspires you today. Uh, Ogadugu is the city, the capital city in Africa with the longest name, right? <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> when, when the World Cup was being held in Ogadugu some years ago, I was yes. still living in Africa. Not World Cup, uh, Africa Cup of Nations. Yes. And, uh, you know, one of, one of um, the, you know, in, in, in Kenya, we played soccer everywhere, every time. So yes. when Africa Cup of Nations was happening that year, the internet was not even so popular. Social media was not so popular. But we had these magazines that uh, had all the soccer players. And uh, there was one of the older boys in our neighborhood. He would test us. Can you spell Ogadugu? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, nobody could spell Ogadugu because it's so long. You know. Yeah. Yes. So, so, I wanted to talk to you briefly about what you're currently focusing on as an entrepreneur, and also, let's say you went back to the village where your mother uh, raised you, and the village where you used to tell your mom that, hey you know, have to get out of here when you are still 12 years old. Uh, before you do that, though, before you share with us, you know, what you tell your mom right now, you know, that, look, mom, this is where now I am. You remember that day when I was 12 and when I told you I needed to go? Uh, this is where that journey has got me, you know. Uh, but take us a little further and just talk to us about the current situation in in Ogadugu and Burkina Faso in general, everybody is looking at uh, Burkina Faso across Africa because yes. Burkina Faso's president is loved by Putin, you know. <laughs> Burkina Faso's president is like a recognition of Thomas Sankara, you know. Um, uh, and then just the other day, not even the other day, yesterday, there was another coup in Gabon, you know. So... Yes. Speak about this. Speak about the, the 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 chain of coups that are going on in Africa. How it feels that uh, you know your country is actually one of the 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 popular ones amongst uh, the countries that are that are being led by military young military men. Your your president, the president of Burkina Faso, is the youngest in the world right now. He's even thirty five yet. I believe he's thirty two years old. 
Right, right. Yeah, so speak absolutely. to that. Speak to how you feel yeah. about what's going on in uh, Burkina Faso, uh, the recent coups in Africa, and then just take us back to the village and uh, imagine that you're speaking to your mom. Tell her how that moment that, uh, you know, you are telling her that you wanted to leave, uh, how that has inspired who you are today. Yes. Um, the situation in Burkina Faso is um, is um, um, so unfortunate. It's uh, it has to come to this point uh, because Burkina Faso has known uh, a president named um, uh, Thomas Sankara. Um, it's a great guy with great ideas, um, but when he when he was a president at that time in the nineteen eighties. Um, he was he was misunderstood, so people did not understand his idea. He was, you know, the country was newly, in the, you know, independent. They got independent from the French government uh, 20 years in 1960. So Thomas Sankara came to the power in 1983, I believe. So the country was newly, you know, under the French government. So his idea, uh, people did not understand his ideas. He was a um, very young president too. And then he wanted nothing but a, a good for the young, younger, young, younger generation at that time. He promoted a, a lot of young uh, women. He was he was really big advocate for women in the government, and people did not understand why. Uh, women... Yeah, forgive me. We are uh, experiencing very um, inconsistent connection with my conversation with Salif, which is beautiful. Uh, our conversation is really beautiful and uh, it's unfortunate that we cannot control the technical situation that is going on. Salif, yeah. by the way, why do you think this thing keeps uh, going on and off like that? What's um, going on? I think so. I have it. I don't think uh, there's any connectivity issues on my side. Maybe um, maybe some other problem that we're having. But uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. So, but yeah, so... Yeah, um, yeah, keep speaking. You're, you're painting the picture about Thomas Sankara and yeah. uh, and how that has led to where Burkina Faso is. And then uh, you will take us back to the conversation with your mom. Yeah. So, yeah, Thomas Sankara, so he set the tone to what you're seeing today. So I call Ib, um, he's Ibrahim Traore. Um, he's, uh, for me, he's Sankara 2.0. So same idea, same mentality. He wanted good for the younger people. And I believe that what led to him being here today, it's uh, what we have going on in Burkina Faso as uh, um, terrorism. So terrorism has taken uh, um, the northern part of the, the country um, and people has to fled, people left the village. Even the village that I was born to, that village doesn't exist anymore. It, it, it's there, but everybody left the village uh, because of a terrorism. So. And then, so I believe that uh, he was tired of seeing what happening. He was tired of seeing that uh, the leaders are not taking um, any action against those type of uh, behavior coming from uh, um, some other people that uh, wanted to impose uh, some of the belief to other people. So then he took the matter on his own hand. Um, and he's a, he's a really wonderful young president. He got really great ideas and he wanted to do away with the Western uh, ideas of such as like France, um, that is uh, keeping those countries down and with the um, uh, agreement that they signed back in the 60s and they cannot get off these things and then you have to repay debts, you have to do this and that. Um, 
so yeah, he's a really smart guy for for me, and then he's uh, the reincarnation of uh, Saint Kara, Saint Kara 2.0 for me. Um, so I know that he went to Russia, you know, to to, um, to talk with Putin. Uh, that's <laughs> that's not what a lot of people wanted to see because it's like moving from another uh, bad house to a different one. Uh, but as, um, he may have a great agenda. Uh, because he's really putting um, all the equipment, necessary equipment, to fight against terrorism, Burkina Faso, which is like the really the biggest problem that we have right now. Um, so um, taking taking me back, um, if I had stayed in the village right now, if I, I didn't get a chance to get out, uh, that village does, doesn't exist anymore. Everybody fled the village. Uh, uh, people that stay over there did not get much done. No one was no successful person came from that village anymore. So I think that my mom is so happy right now that I'm not there. You know, physically I'm not I'm not at, at that same place. I'm not even in Ouagadougou at, at, at that moment that we speak. So um, she she's grateful because I'm able to uh, provide her with everything that she she, she needs. Um, if, if she asks me for some money, she asks for anything else. It's, um, it's my it's my duty, it's my right, you know, and I, I have to take care of her, and that's what I've been doing. So, and it's unfortunate that um, those um, those things are happening around Africa, like you saw the coup that just happened in Gabon. Um, um, it, it started from Burkina. It went to Mali. Uh, I believe it started in Mali. It went to Burkina and Niger. Uh, now we have Gabon, so I think like, that uh, um, the younger generations is saying that enough is enough. Enough is enough. Um, they want to take, they want to have control of their government. They want to know what's going on. Um, they they want to get out of the poverty. Uh, that's what they keep in the the youth. Uh, they want to have a really great entrepreneur. They want to have a safe economy. Yeah, Salif uh, has left us again, and he leaves us when he's, you know, sharing the the most juicy parts of our conversation today. So, just stay with me and be patient as we continue on with the conversation. So, Salif, let's continue on a little further. You've shared with us, you know, how how uh, deplorable the situation is in 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 Africa, especially just seeing how younger generation especially those who are in the military are taking over uh you know the government because they're tired you know they're tired of leaders who are being controlled by the west you know or the east uh, or who have no interest of uh the people uh at heart you know and uh you know you spoke about the countries in west africa that have uh had coups recently from uh Guinea, I think it's it's uh, Guinea-Bissau, right? Yeah, it's Guinea-Bissau that had a coup, then Mali, then Niger, then Burkina Faso, and then just uh, uh, Gabon yesterday. Uh, now, the other thing that I know you for uh, as an entrepreneur is investing in young African talents. And Franco, who is also from Burkina Faso, is uh, your primary focus right now. Uh, speak to us about why, first of all, um, uh, you know, how you feel about the album that you just dropped uh, together with your artist. 
uh, where things are and why this is important to you. You know, there are so many people here in the diaspora, like me and you, we are both Africans who immigrated from the motherland and we live here. Uh, many people like us invest in buying many houses, buying many cars, uh, going to, uh, you know, going to the Caribbean for holidays or going to Hawaii, you know. <laughs> but you, you've chosen to invest in another brother. Why? Yes, um, great question. Because I, music has been part of my life. So I always, always enjoyed music a lot. Uh, when I was growing up, uh, Congolese music was big back home back then. Um, and then as young people, uh, we, we, we love to dance. We, that's what we do. Africa, we love to dance a lot. Um, then when I, I got the opportunity, to, uh, when I went to the city, um, I, I've seen, uh, I went to some of the studios, uh, music studio. I met like great artists over there. I wanted to know how the whole process worked. Um, um, uh, in my neighborhood, I had some uh, friend that became musician, artist, um, and then, uh, but I, I, me, it was, it was a cost to even go to a studio. Like, every, you know, people couldn't have a chance to get to a studio because it was so expensive. They are so talented, but they don't have the money to get, to get to the studio to even make a one song. Uh, and I told myself that I, if I, if I, if I am able to, to, you know, make money, become whatever I want to be in this life, successful per person, I'm going to build my own studio. I'm going to build my own studio so I can just help. People can just come and make music whenever they want. They don't even have to pay me. That was my goal. So, but then I, I came to the United States. Um, you know, I, I, I built my home studio. I have a home studio here with me. Uh, it's, not, it's not too big, but you know, it's, it's, it's doable. Uh, then I, when I met Franco and he explained me his situation, what he, you know, he, he's a great artist. I listen to his music and then, uh, what is he going through? He doesn't have anybody behind him or the people that started promoting him, uh, left him and he was, you know, just by himself. And then I, I've noticed that he's really talented. I was like, okay, um, uh, why don't I just invest in this young man, uh, and then take it to the next level and see where things are going to go. Uh, and me and him, we just click. We just, we just started, uh, you know, talking, texting to WhatsApp. And then, you know, he sent me his music left and right. I'm listening to it. And then, you know, and then we decided, okay, let's let's finish up this album. Uh, let's make official. Um, so, yeah, then and we start working. Uh, and I start taking him to the studio that I know in, in Shoreline, Washington State, um, a professional studio that uh, one of my friends used to work over there. Uh, beautiful people i knew that this was coming so i also knew that it was time for us to uh talk a little bit about two events that i am currently promoting uh so i am going to have franco join us again uh he has uh you know he's calling in again so i'll have franco join us but franco hold your thoughts there for a moment because i just want to make sure i i pay the bills you know i want to talk about two things uh number one I want to talk about the taste of Madaraka Festival that is happening here in Seattle, Washington on September 17th, 6 to 9 p.m. at Langston Hughes Performing Arts Institute. We are going to have incredible music by One Vibe Band. I will be performing live, by the way, uh, backed by One Vibe Band. And also Anthony Cole from Trinidad and Tobago will be performing live as well. 
So join us, get your tickets at Eventbrite for Taste of Madaraka Festival. This is going to be happening every third Sunday of the month between September and March 2023-2024. September 2023 to March 2024, every third Sunday of the month at Langston Hughes Performing Arts Institute. Uh, make sure you join us uh, this September 17th. The other uh, event that I really want you all to join me for is the Africa Day Business Forum. This is an event that is especially important for business people. If you own a company even in Africa uh, or anywhere else across the U.S. and uh, you want to connect with U.S.-based companies, uh, U.S. government uh institutions that actually invest in businesses in Africa and also here in the U.S., banking institutions. Uh, you should come to Africa Day Business Forum. This is going to be on September 30th at uh, the Motif Hotel. This is an event that I really believe in. I attended it for so many years before I had the opportunity to help with marketing it and promoting it. So also go to uh, Eventbrite and make sure you join me at the Motif Hotel uh, on September 30th for Africa Day Business Forum. So now, uh, Salif, uh, I just want us to continue on and uh, go towards wrapping up our time together today. When you think about our conversation today, uh, you know, I wanted to talk to you a bit about Madaraka Festival, your own experience of it, what you think about it. Uh, so talk about Madaraka Festival briefly, but also talk about maybe one thing that you really want to share that I have not had an opportunity to ask you. And also, don't worry about these technical issues. I will host you again as a guest uh, and uh, just make sure you, you are at a place where the Internet is, is, is clean and steady. And go ahead after this show, just go ahead and book our next show as soon as you can so that we can do this over again because uh, there's so much that you had to say uh, but today was beautiful too today was beautiful you know <laughs> so go you ahead no problem at all. you got it um yeah my director first of all i uh, uh first heard it uh, last year when i uh, um i met with franco so he's the one that uh, um talked to me about it that uh you know simon's doing simon's the ceo of madraka festival and then i look it up um, I, and then I went to your, to your Instagram page and I checked all the details. I'm like, okay, this is something that is really big. This is something that is uh, bringing together all the East African artists. And this is something that brings the community together. And that is something that is really positive. And then, and then for me, I've, I've seen nothing but a, a, a sense of a family, a family, people coming together to you know, enjoy music promote African music throughout the, the whole United States. Um, and then I felt that was something that's really wonderful. Um, so I even bought my own ticket. I took my wife with me. And then we went, we went to the, uh, the show in Seattle. It was really, really beautiful. A lot of people came out. I was so, so surprised because so many people, so many people came out to, to, to see, to, to watch this, this show. Um, and then for me, from that point, Forgive me, people. Uh, this is, uh, uh, you know, when Salif is speaking and saying really beautiful things is when this thing uh, glitches. So forgive me. And uh, here he is. Carry on, Salif. Yeah. 
So when I when I went, I saw this, the show, and I was okay. This is something that's really wonderful. Simon is uh, really doing a great things, bringing people together. Um, and then you know, I would say, okay, let me see if I can. We can be part of that and, and even expand it further. You know, so instead of being just the East Africa, you know, maybe if Simon is okay to bring in like a West African artist, we have a lot of good talent all over Africa. It doesn't matter where. Um, there's so many, so many talents. Uh, and that's something that's really attracted me to uh, all the hard work you put in behind it, the team that is helping you make it success. Um, you know, it was something that is, you know, I, I, I felt so inspired, felt so inspired and, and, and kept me moving. Uh, and then when I met you, I'm like, okay, if, if this guy, he doesn't sleep, he's always, you know, connecting people, he's always uh, bringing people together. So it's something that I that I that I want to see a brother doing, uh, and then and then it's inspired me a lot to uh, to even be even better at what I'm doing. Um, you know, if I hadn't met you, I I cannot tell you that I would be sitting here talking to you right now or having all the wisdom that I have right now. Um, but Madraka Festival itself inspired me a lot to become even a better entrepreneur and be a better music manager. I love that. So uh, speak to, and I, I thank you for everything you just said uh, about Madaraka Festival. You know, as we began the show, I was, you know, just thanking you for the support, you know, uh, because I definitely know uh, I could not do it on my own. So thank you. Uh, what did I not ask you that you want to talk about before we end our conversation today? Um, it's, uh, we have uh, you know, some shows coming up. Uh, Franco is a wonderful artist that I'm promoting, um, I'm his manager right now. So we have, a, uh, we have a show coming up in November. Uh, the date is not out yet to so work on the flyer, to work on the details uh, to get you guys uh, on the loop. Um, and after that, we have another show in March of 2024. That's gonna be one of the biggest one that we are preparing. Uh, we also have some video shoot. Uh, his album is really, really wonderful. He, he put in a really good music. If you listen to the album, you don't want to stop it. Uh, so we're going to have some uh, video shoot coming up so we can share with all the, you know, the wonderful people, his fans, all over the social media, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, um, Instagram. Um, yeah, so we, we are really busy working on, uh, uh, you know, connecting the dots and making some wonderful things happening. So, but yeah, we are excited. Excellent, excellent. Again, thank you uh, for taking the time and thank you to all our viewers who have been here with us throughout the show. My guest has been Salif Savadogo, who is an entrepreneur and uh, an artist manager as well, originally from Burkina Faso and now a member of our African diaspora community here in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I just want to thank you for being patient with us throughout the show. We had a lot of technical glitches and uh, we are going to have Salif back again so that we can really, really enjoy this show without interruptions. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to my channel, I want you to take a moment and subscribe. And also make sure you give this video a thumbs up, you know, that's how YouTube algorithm works. You know, if you do not uh, give the video a thumbs up, it's almost like we never even did this today. If you do not comment, it's almost like we never said anything meaningful today. So uh, let me know what today's proverb meant to you. I'm just going to share it real quick because some of you are just joining us. And uh, I also want to thank everyone joining me on AMP, you know. Uh, if you're joining me on AMP and you have not 
uh, followed me over there, make sure you do so. Our proverb said, a little rain each day will fill the river to overflowing. I shared the three nuggets of wisdom related to this proverb, and I urge you to engage with it through commenting below. Thank you. I will see you tomorrow. Same place, same time, same vibration. Thank you so much, Salif. African father in America. You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokello live from.